Welcome to day three of our look at Romans chapter six, our daily drive time devotions through this great chapter of the Bible, this chapter that helps us to answer the question, how do you win in this battle against sin? How do you have daily victory? Now, let me just say as we begin this chapter today that the war against sin is already won. You and I one day are gonna be with God in heaven where there is no sin. The war is won. So what we're really talking about here is how do we win the daily battles in this war that we know is already won? I don't wanna suffer daily defeat. Even though I know someday I'm gonna live in victory for eternity, I don't wanna suffer daily defeat today. So how do we win in this daily battle? And these, these next few days as we walk through these verses of Romans 6, we're gonna be talking together about what we need to believe, what we need to choose, and what we need to offer in order to enjoy God's victory in a daily, day-by-day basis. What do we need to believe to change, to trust God on a day-to-day basis when it comes to this battle against sin? Well, Romans chapter 6, verses 6 to 10 talks about that. Paul says there, for we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, so that we should no longer be slaves to sin, because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Now, notice what these verses say. They they bring back into focus some of the things we've talked about the last couple days. Notice in verse six, our old self was crucified with him. Our our old self was crucified. The Bible talks a lot about our old self and our new self. And in one sense, it's the person I was before I became a Christian, and it's the person that I am now that I am a Christian. It's it's, uh, before Christ and after Christ in my life. But it also has to do with our old nature, what the Bible calls your flesh, your your inner desire, not your physical flesh, but your spiritual flesh, your, your inner desire, your tendency, towards sin. And when the Bible talks about this old nature, it's not talking about the feeling of being tempted. It's the inner part of you that inevitably is gonna choose to say yes to various temptations. Before you became a believer, your old nature was your only nature. And we all have this, this natural propensity to sin because because of the fall of Adam and Eve in the the Garden of Eden. Your, Your new nature was given to you the moment you gave your life to Christ. Your your new nature is the new life, the new power to live that you've been given because of what Jesus Christ has done for you by his death and resurrection. And one of the most critical aspects of growth in our life as believers is learning how to trust God concerning both our old and our, our new nature. Here, the Bible tells us our old self was crucified with Christ. So you trust God by believing what God says. God has made, in, in, in essence, God has made death to work for us and not just against us. The death that Jesus died for us, it also crucified the old nature. Now, as we talked about yesterday, that does not mean that we are never tempted to sin. That doesn't mean even that we can't choose to sin, but it does mean that we have a new power not to sin because of what Jesus did for us, and we are forgiven for our sin. My old self was crucified. And that is so that in the last part of Romans chapter six, verse six, so that we could no longer be be slaves to sin. We're gonna talk about that a lot on day five of this look. So we can no longer be slaves to sin because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. So I no longer am a slave to sin. And so I make the choice 
If we've died with Christ, in verse 8, I make the choice to live with Christ, to make him my life. Here's the point. God has not left our growth to chance. The foundation of your growth, your, your sanctification, is nothing less than the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that means two things. First, because of the power of Jesus' crucifixion, you no longer have to be controlled by that old sinful nature. Did Jesus really die? Yes. And because he died, you no longer have to be controlled by the old sinful nature. God has given you new power in life. The second thing that this means is that because of the power of Jesus' resurrection, you have a new nature. Was Jesus really resurrected? Absolutely, yes. And by the power of his resurrection, you can begin to live out the new life that God has made you to live. What do I need to believe to change? I need to believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Not only that it happened 2,000 years ago, but also that it means something for my life every day today. What do I need to choose to change? I need to choose what Romans chapter 6, 11 talks about. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. That's my choice, to count myself dead to sin, but alive to God. Now, to count means to compute. It's it's an accounting term. As as believers, we're not only to appreciate the, the death and resurrection of Christ, we're to appropriate the death and resurrection of Christ. It's one thing to know something, it's another to, to reckon or to count something as it talks about here. How do we learn to count in a different way than we've counted all of our lives? To count ourselves. We've always seen ourselves a certain way, but now God is saying, start seeing yourself in a new way. Romans 6 says, count yourself dead to sin. How do, how do you do that? Well, think of it as an accountant. And in your mind's eye, just picture an account, accountant's ledger sheet. Let me say that sentence again. And in your mind's eye, just picture an accountant's ledger sheet. If I put two columns on a sheet of paper, one with the heading dead to sin and the other with the heading alive to sin, where would you, where would you count yourself? Now, I, I've talked to a number of people about this, and most people would count themselves in the middle, like on the line in the middle. They, they haven't counted themselves totally dead to sin because the truth is they still struggle with sin sometimes. And in, in our moments of complete honesty, I've, I've heard people say, I don't want to count myself dead to sin because there's still some things I might want to do in that, that sin column, some things I want to selfishly hold on to. We think, I don't want to put myself in the alive to God column because I still might want to do something in the sin column. But if you're a believer, you are dead to sin. It no, no longer has power over you and it also no longer has the same enjoyment, attraction. Oh, you're still tempted. But you found, once you became a believer in Jesus Christ, that Satan says, oh, this is going to be fun. And there's pleasure in sin for a season, maybe for a moment. But immediately you realize, this isn't what I was made for. This isn't why God put me on this planet. If you're a believer, you are dead to sin. Count on it. And you are alive to God. Same ledger sheet. Where would you put yourself if you had a dead to God and alive to God ledger sheet? You're alive to God, not because of what you've done, but because of what Jesus Christ did for you. Now, I do not, I do not want to leave you with the impression that this process of God making us holy, of us living in a new way, is easy. God is building holiness 
into the lives of very imperfect human beings. That's why he's God, and we're not. And so we struggle, and, and, and we stumble, and oftentimes we wonder if we're making any progress at all. Uh, I was, I've always liked the way Chuck Swindoll said it. It's, it's spiritual growth is three steps forward and two steps back. It often feels that way. And when it feels that way, Satan's going to come with a temptation. He's going to come with a temptation to tell you, you know, you're really more alive to sin than you are to God. That's where your life is. That's where you need to be. Put yourself back in that column. Jesus Christ died for you. And Jesus Christ was resurrected for you. You are dead to sin. Count on it. You are alive to God. Count on it. Do not let Satan tell you that lie. You have a new life that's been given to you by God. It starts in this planet and heads all the way through eternity. Now, as you and I talk to God together about what he's done in our lives, let's focus on his goodness and his grace by praying these verses that we've just talked about back to him. Father, we thank you that these verses are the truth about us. We know that our old self was crucified with you so that our body of sin might be done away with, so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. And God, we know that if we died with Christ, we will also live with him. We know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he can't die again. Death no longer has any power over him. And we know that the death he died, he died once for all. And all includes us. All includes me. And the life that he lives, he lives to God. And Lord, we want to live a life for you, because of you, in appreciation of all that you've given us. Thank you for your grace. Lord, help us to count ourselves dead to sin, but alive to God. Help us to do that in this moment. Help us to do that today, to see ourselves as you see us, through eyes of faith. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 